So listen, I've been thinking really hard about a new podcast that I think would be really cool. Okay. So it's going to be me. It's going to be you. Okay. It's going to be Croge. Yep. Producer Chris. Okay. Kaya. <laughs> okay. Vic's roommate. Yep. Lindsay. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, you know, we just hang. It's just a hang show, right? Can yeah. We, can we all be simps and, and try to hit on Lindsay? Of the whole course. Time? <laughs> if we get an extra 10 bucks. Love it. It's a creep off. Oh, you you run this now. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck it up. Whoops. Over two. We got competing uh, boards here. It's the creep off. Hola. Creepos. Hey, what's happening, Vinny? Welcome to the podcast that's coming to you straight from the tap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the creep off, baby. So you listen to the Brett Hatley episode of the Oh, I had a good time yesterday. God I enjoyed damn, it. Damn, that was a marathon. That was a slog. I, I don't do that very often. I don't listen to your show, but you know. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Yeah. Well, welcome to another episode of the Creep Off, the world's worst contest. Carl and I today are going to continue our mortal battle to find out who is the worst. And uh, today, we have a theme, Carl. Yes, we do. Our theme was voted on by you, the listeners, on our Twitter, at CreepOffPod. You you always give people an option of three different themes, and then they choose the one that we end up going with. Yes, this this week we went for uh, American Politician. Yep. We went for Creepiest Restaurant Worker. Mm. And then we also went for Potpourri, which was your suggestion. I yeah. will point that out. But you know why? Because people give me suggestions for creeps, and they never fit into any of the themes. So it's like every now and then we should just have one where it's just kind of random, whatever you want to do. Sure. I, I mean, fun. you know, we used to do that whole show was just potpourri. It was just whatever the worst possible thing we could fucking find was. Yeah, it was three weeks ago. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that pretty well. Until we started some law and order around here. Now, so uh, what happened with the results from last week, Vinny? Because we are tied up two to two. Well. I, I had a 2-0 lead. You came roaring back with the help of your friends voting for you. You brand one pussy. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, apparently, that's all it takes to win the creep off is you have to brand a woman's vagina. Carl coming in with almost 54% of the vote to take Vinny and take a three to two lead in this contest. Well, I will congratulate you, sir. All right. Um, it is going to be a short lived. A short-lived victory because today I'm coming guns a-blazing and I plan on tying this thing up by next week. So did we mention what the theme is? I'm sorry. I think I'm going to jump the gun on it. But that's all right. We did say restaurant workers. Restaurant workers was the winner this week. So this week we seek to find the creepiest restaurant worker. You get to go first because you won. All right. Let's do it. Let's begin. My creep this week is an overnight manager at Panera Bread in San Francisco. Her name is Vic. Oh, I'm just kidding. My creep is Todd Myers. And I'll tell you why my creep is Todd Myers, because you set me up for this. You made it restaurant workers. Of course it's going to be Todd Myers. I'm just going to call it right now. This is pretty much just going to be an episode of Who Are These Podcasts. I'm just All right, gonna make go ahead. Up. What did he do now? I'll tell you what he did. He fucking doxed me, this asshole. And I don't, done what? I don't take kindly to people doxing me on the internet. All right. He tweeted out a couple of days ago a screen grab of my LinkedIn profile, my full name, the whole thing. And he writes, this profile sucks. What are you trying to do? Pass yourself off as some yuppie lumberjack whose only specialty is teleconferencing? His smack talk is so hard to like come back to. And I'm like... I- what Not a creep. I like him. What do I say? Oh, you like that? You like I him? like him. I think he's right on. I mean, what are you trying to be? Some kind of like manly man, Carl? Look at you over there. You like it when people dox me, huh? Yeah. Well, there's a guy on Twitter. I use my actual name. Yeah, but you don't make as many enemies as I do. Oh yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> you're you're associated with me, which is probably not great. I think our association is like a heel tag team. We really are quite good. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with. We're that. like the the road warriors from the seven, late seventies, early eighties. Okay, way to fucking make a reference. No one's gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. Good By job, God. Good job with your By inside. God. <laughs> okay, so uh, I got a another tweet from Crispy Fresh sixteen. And that person said, doxing is the last refuge of the cry bully bitch. 
I have no doubt Tom Myers is an Antifa supporter who beats off to news footage of looting and burning small businesses. I saw that and retweeted it and said, this person seems to know what he's talking about. Comment at Tom Myers and feel free to wait until your hostess shift ends. Because yes, it is true. Tom Myers does work at a restaurant, which he's made very clear. Are you going to dox Tom Myers? No. Everyone knows who Tom Myers is. There, there's no right, doxing. But are you going to tell, tell him what restaurant it is? He puts, he's the one who puts it out there. He doxed himself. Okay. I honestly don't even remember the name of it. I think it's going on the Wheel of Consequences, though, right? Absolutely. We added this, by the way. Uh, it is in, where is it? Feral, Maryland or something stupid like that. It's a Mexican place. And uh, if you get it on the wheel, you have to go have dinner there. So I have a clip here that explains it. He was on some show, and he's talking about the people who don't like him, namely Nick Mullen from Cometown and this guy, Mickey Coachella. Do you know who that is? No. Mickey Coachella is a comedian. He was the morning disc jockey in Baltimore for many years. So he was a morning show guy. And they're talking specifically about how Mickey doesn't think he's very funny. And this is uh, Tom Myers on that show talking about how him and Mickey have actually made up. I have to be nice. I, I have to uh, legit be nice about Mickey because I think he and I have kind of declared like an unofficial ceasefire. Your truce now, he come, right? He comes, in, he comes into the restaurant where I... Uh, my name's on the liquor license of this restaurant up, okay. in, up in Falston. You know, at least once a week he comes in. All right. This is such a weird humble brag. Hold on. He wanted to keep coming into the restaurant. I told him, you better stop talking about me online. Yeah, I know. It's a difference. So he explains that his name is on the liquor license, Vinny. Did you hear that? He didn't say he comes into the restaurant where I work. He didn't say he comes into the restaurant that I own. He didn't say he comes into the restaurant that I manage. He said he comes into the restaurant where my name is on the liquor license. Do you know why his name is on the liquor license, Vinny? Yes, because owners of the restaurants were out of country when yes. they got the liquor license. Correct. His name is on it because he's a U.S. citizen with a pulse. It has nothing to do with any accomplishment in life. He's just an employee at this restaurant. There's like five locations of this Mexican restaurant. I looked at their menu. There's a thousand of these fucking restaurants in every town you go to. It's all the same shit. Very generic. Tom's all proud of himself because his name is on the liquor license. What a pathetic loser. I just I want to say that again. The name of the show is not Loser Off, Carl. I just want to say that again. Tom Myers... You know, don't even vote for me this week. I don't care. I just want to get it out there. Tom Myers is a fucking pathetic loser. So this is what you do when you get ahead of point... Yeah, yeah, I feel like I have one to burn. This is how you treat the game. <laughs> I have one to burn this week. All right, let's talk about why this guy's a creep. All right. Let's talk about his I'm comedy. I'm still waiting. Let's talk about his comedy. He talks me. Don't you play his comedy on the show. <laughs> don't you play his you, comedy on the show. I, dude, I, didn't, I didn't pick restaurant worker. You picked it. Now I got to turn this into WATP. I apologize, but that's what's happening. All right. You, these are all jokes you haven't heard yet. <laughs> By the way, Vinny came out and did a bonus episode of WATP with me last week and we played every joke that Tom Myers wrote in his Politipod podcast and just analyzed it. Just played each joke one by one. Each one worse than the one before it. None of them made any sense. You don't understand. It's terrible. It's really, really bad. Oh, I do. I, I, I do understand. Oh, no, 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 no. This is where you're wrong, Vinny. I do understand. So you're weaponizing it? Yes. <laughs> All right. So he loves to talk about pot jokes. He's a history buff. He, he has a uh, four-year degree in history. And he likes to combine that with how people act when they're high on pot. That's one of his favorite formulas. So we've actually heard this premise before because I've played, uh, I, I don't know if you were on it or not, but on WATP, I played him on some show. But this is a different punchline. So I want to start off with this founding father's pot joke. But they go ahead and use, they go ahead and rationalize it this way. They say that our founding fathers smoke pot. Now, the only founding father I could have seen smoking pot would have been Benjamin Franklin, all right? Benjamin Franklin came up with the concept of daylight savings time. Only a pothead could come up with that concept. That's not his only joke. Only a pothead could think along the lines of, let's just push everything back an hour. You've heard that before, Vinny? Yep. Brian Ball does that joke. Oh, <laughs> does Brian Ball stealing Tom Myers comedy? Brian Ball! <laughs> Brian Ball's been doing that joke for like <laughs> at well, least 11 years. Can I ask this? 
is his is Brian Bell's punchline only a pothead would come up with daylight savings times because that was yes. the punchline. That's not a good punchline. Yes. What Tom Myers does is he doesn't keep talking about Benjamin Franklin. He transitions into how Portland has a lot of potheads too. Wait until you hear this doozy. This is more pot humor. Speaking of pot, I've been to Portland, Oregon, which is apparently the I found this. Did I say Portland, Oregon? <laughs> I can't Take remember. out the R. It's I can't Portland, remember. Oregon. Oh, oh there you go. Myers. All right, sorry. Let's let's get back to this clip. Speaking of pot, I've been to Portland, Oregon, which is apparently the I found this out when I was there. It's like the medicinal marijuana card capital of the United States. Woohoo! Like the little Amsterdam right there in Portland. And as a result, you want to be very, you want to carefully choose who you ask directions from in Portland. I'll give you an example. I'm on Fourth Street. I need to get over to 6th Street. Easy enough to do, right? Not when you ask directions from someone who looks like Jerry Garcia's twin brother. <laughs> the guy looked at me like, what, 4th Street to 6th Street? I don't know if I have enough weed to tell you how to get there, dude. <laughs> but I do like traveling around the country. Alright, I had to leave that part at the end to show you that was the end of that joke. That was the punchline. So that took 43 seconds. To get through that joke. That was a long, strange trip, Carl. <laughs> it sure was, Vinny. Um, I can't believe he's trying to build this premise where he's asking a stoner for directions from 4th Street to 6th Street. They're probably in order, Tom. No one's ever asked that question before. I don't know why I worked so hard today <laughs> to get a good creep. I'm sorry. Am I ruining everything? Just Keep by... going. Keep going. Tell me more about Tom Myers. This guy sucks at comedy. And he calls himself a comedian. These are not jokes. I got two more examples for you, Vinny. By the way, can I say, yeah. word economy is important. And one oh, of the things with this God. guy, the stuff you played I heard yesterday, the jokes that he does, I actually went back and I listened to the first Politipod episode you did. Yeah. Because I really wanted to hear the origins of this shit. Uh -huh. And the thing with his jokes is he always adds a terrible descriptor to the end that's too long. Right. A joke falls flat, and then he makes it fall flatter if it's possible. Correct. Like, he could have just said, and asked for a guy who looked like Jerry Garcia. Then he adds on twin brother, and it just makes it even worse. All right. Well, that's a pretty good summation. I was going to try to analyze that joke more, but now I'm just exhausted by it. This is a joke about radio station giveaways. This is something that we can all relate to. But uh, when I do drive, I like uh, listening to the radio a lot. Uh, Wait, hold on a second. Listen to that transition. The one thing that I pointed out is on his Make America Innate Again album, none of it is joined together. It's all just random, you know, this thing, that thing, this thing. But I love that he, like, he was talking about driving and he's like, but when I drive, I like to listen to the radio. Like who talks like that? Who would ever talk like that? All right, let's listen to this. But uh, when I do drive, I like uh, listening to the radio a lot. Uh, one of my favorite things are uh, when radio stations go ahead and promote themselves. They try to do giveaways. Like I was listening to this one radio station and they said that if you listen to us, be the this caller at this time. We'll let you know when to call, and you could win a brand new Hummer and a $1,000 gas card. Really? I listen to your stupid station, the only thing you're gonna give me is an ugly looking vehicle and enough gas to fill about, oh, half the tank? I don't... Okay, so, I don't think so. all the problems with this joke. You can see it coming from a mile away? It's not even that. Yes, you can see it from a mile away. $1,000 gas card? That's not even going to fill the tank of a Hummer, Vinny. Here's Those the most, are gas guzzlers. You know how you do that joke properly? <laughs> no. Please explain it to if me. You were, no if idea. this joke would have even a breath of life, it's simple. Yeah. I was listening to the radio the other day. They said, if I listen, I have a chance to win a Hummer and $1,000. Oh, that's great. I listen to this radio station. The only thing I get is a uh, Hummer and a half a tank of gas. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, all right. So if, if you worked on that for a second, you would make it. Yes, you could get that to the right place. Right. You could. But yeah. do you realize how long that clip was you just yes! played for me? Yes. He just so many words, so much. And it's not a good joke. I'm just saying needed. if you just. You're telling me that just, mm, I get rewarded for listening to your station and I have to call in and I have to get this thing by this time. And, and I can win a Hummer get... with a tank, half a tank <laughs> yeah, of gas. Dude, come on. 
Waka waka. Well, also, he said an ugly vehicle. He's like, he had to rip on Hummers, too, real quick. Like, all right, let's not try to work so many jokes into this one joke there, Tom. Calm down. Slow He's down. He's so above having a Hummer. Oh, get ready for this one. You want to talk about no. generic comedy. Guess what he's listening to when he's listening to the radio, Vinny? What? Bluegrass music. Also, when I'm driving, listening to the radio, I like listening to uh, bluegrass music. I do. A lot of it's really good, but a lot of it just gets too hokey. Like, it, it's, uh, the, the subjects are just absolutely basic. Like Pot, meat, kettle. I was listening to this one bluegrass station, and this singer went on, and he went, Well, my wife ran off and left me. Yeehaw! And my kids all ran away from home. And my dog ran down to the creek and drowned himself. And I don't know why. Probably because you wouldn't give up your singing career there, goober. Ugh. Uh, it's not the punchline. <laughs> yes! Fucking idiot. <laughs> Thank you. And it's because that he joke, didn't get a reaction. That, that joke. A oh, holy fuck is that joke. Hack by a thousand i cannot even describe how many people have done that joke that joke is up there with you see these commercials on tv for prescriptions and they have all sorts of side effects you know the side effects are worse than what you had to begin with yeah it's that level of a joke it is and it's not even accurate bluegrass music is not the woe is me my wife left me music bluegrass music is either gospel or it's super positive Bluegrass music is performed by musicians who are fucking killing it at life. And they're they high as shit, every bluegrass musician yes. I ever met. I've never seen a banjo player who sang Woe Is Me. He's too busy shredding on his instrument. Fucking He's Steve singing. Martin just goes to town. Right. I've, I've seen Steve Martin and uh, he whatever can the kill on that thing. They fucking crush. Anyway, my point is, it doesn't even make fucking sense. That's like such a hack country music setup. You ever listen to these country music where the guy moves his life? Uh, come on, dude. Where are you going with this? If he had said, I like to listen to the old outlaw country where they were just depressed about everything. Yeah, that would make more like sense. The, he literally took a punchline that's been done a million times, stole it. Yep. That ain't his. Yep. Stole it yep. and made it worse yep. while stealing it. That is hard to do. Good job, Tom. I want to read to you the bio page of TomMyers.us, if you don't mind. Someone actually wrote to me on Patreon. It's like, you got to check out this bio page. And I find it to be pretty entertaining. Tom Myers is a comedian who tackles any subject, whether the topic is current events, social and political issues, or a topic other comedians would not even approach. Any subject but humor. Tom is not afraid to make you laugh about it using his straight-talking, no-hold-barred manner. Does that describe his comedy in any single way? We just played you the most generic base jokes possible. And he thinks he's he's got a no-holds-bar style. <laughs> fucking Bill Hicks right here. Oh, my God. And he's it, coming at you, audience. Oh, dude, that just fucking reminded me. I'm, I have to play you the new stinger that uh, PJ put together. Because it's one of the fucking funniest things ever. All right, let's play the Tom Meyer stinger. Because if you remember, he compared himself... To a firefighter and I think a police officer. When the, the woman asked him on this TV show, sometimes you get in trouble for the jokes that you tell. Why do you continue to tell these jokes that you get in trouble for? And this was his answer. You know, it's no different than, you know, a police officer running to the scene of a crime or a firefighter running into a burning building. It's what I do. <laughs> it's got a delusional boob. In addition to being a comedian, Tom is an actor, a sports PA announcer, and an event MC with several years of experience in the performing arts. In addition to performing, Tom is a regular writer and performer on Politipod, a politics-based podcast where he writes and performs one-liners and contributes to various sketches. Previously, he was a co-host on Walrus and Friends, an online lunchtime radio show. The show enjoyed a three-month run and was broadcast from a studio in Abingdon, Maryland. Whatever, why, I don't know why that matters. The he, lunch he a, with the walrus show? <laughs> it was called Walrus and Friends, and it was an online lunchtime radio show. Let me tell you why that was doomed to fail. Yeah. Uh, most people at lunchtime get the fuck away from their computers. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Yep. The, the people don't want to sit there and listen to the and stare at their computer screen while they eat their lunch. They want to not stare at their computer screen. 
What I love about this bio is how much he's focusing on the early years of Tom Myers. Tom was born January 29, 1983 in Maryland. He started as an improv performer in 1998 at only 15 years of age. Could you imagine him as an improv performer? Holy shit, I think I need a bong hit transplant to watch that. I he feel stopped, like they're yeah. all exactly like that. He stopped doing improv in 2001 to focus on stand-up comedy. He performed his first stand-up routine during an audition for a talent show his senior year in high school. So wait, did he even get on the talent show? He performed it for an audition for a talent show. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say that I auditioned if you made it. That's. <laughs> I just caught up that just now. Wow, <laughs> That's fucking funny. Okay, hold on. Oh boy! You put I auditioned for a talent show in high school in your fucking. <laughs> he had, he auditioned to be on a talent show. This guy's obviously very talented. Even Stuttering John would be like, I don't know, dude. That's not that impressive. Oh, the funniest thing I fucking ever heard. That's oh, what awesome. a... Oh, my God. They're right. This guy is the greatest hack of all time. In 2004, Tom recorded and produced his own comedy CD, Words of Mass Destruction. In addition, Tom hosted a news comedy quiz talk show called The Myers Experience on Goucher's radio station and appeared in a handful of plays before graduating with a history degree in 2005. So he had a college radio show. Yeah. And uh, was in plays. Yes, correct. Yeah. And this is on his bio. This is a supposedly professional comedian. He's got on his bio that he started a play in college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom's second CD, Pitchforks, Torches, and Other Random Thoughts, was released on November 11, 2013. The CD was recorded and produced in Maryland using more updated recording equipment than the kind used for his previous CD. I'm sorry <laughs> about the first yeah. one, everybody. <laughs> Tom followed that release in July of 2015. Who wrote this? The worst? <laughs> Tom did! Oh my what do you God. think? He has a publicist or a manager or friends? What are you talking about? Who wrote this? Tom wrote it! <laughs> oh. So anyway, he followed that with the release in 2015. Shot from the Quip. A collection of his best of moments from the radio show Walrus and Friends. So his third album is his best of... I gotta hear this. This is something we need to review. So it is. Why even hold, talk on, about hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just talk about Tom. Can this just be the Tom no, sucks show? I worked all day on my creep. <laughs> and hold on. You're telling me that this man <laughs> sold a CD of the best of his performances on a radio show that ran for three months. <laughs> yes, that no one ever heard. And then he went through and figured out the best bits, apparently, and put that together for a CD. Uh, just a little bit more here. There. Tom released his fourth CD, Make America Innate Again, in April of 2018, one month after recording his one-man show of the same name at the Cultural Arts Center in Maryland. So he's calling his stand-up that was 36 minutes long and devoid of humor a one-man show. Have you ever called a stand-up routine you did a one-man show? Of any no, okay. because it's not. Because it's stand-up. I know what a one-man show is. The actual definition of a one-man show is somebody who goes and does a show about one topic. Like, you pick a topic Colin and Qu you do, like, a presentation. Colin Quinn has done one-man shows. Correct. Correct. In they're, fact, they're he's brilliant. the one who explained it to me. I asked him. <laughs> and he told me. He was like, yeah, it's all, you know, what everybody does all one one topic. Tom is also a PA announcer for the weekend youth tournaments at Ripken Baseball in Aberdeen, Maryland. Tom has announced games for the Babe Ruth League's Kel Ripken World Series. The Babe Ruth League is the fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like the My League. Yeah, it's Vinny's a star in the Babe Ruth League. All right, so that's uh, that's some fun stuff. I got one more clip for you. This is going back to that show that he was on where they were asking him about how all these people say that he's not very good at comedy. Right. And I, I found this to be interesting. I like the way the – I don't know who this host is, but I like the way he worded this question. We we kind of brought up the Nick Mullen, the the, the Come Towns, and the and the Mickey Coachellas of the world, even to the extent the Joe Robinsons, the Rob Mayers, who basically said you're one of the wor you're the world's worst comedian. Okay, this right. is not not what I'm saying. Right. This is what they're saying. Right. I know. Now <laughs> I, I know because people say, "Hey, here's what they're saying about you." Right? Yeah. Could you imagine going being the guest on a show? And the guy's like, "No, Vinny, probably me no. You've been described by many in our profession as the world's worst comedian. Your peers have defined <laughs> have defined your career for you. We've all decided there is nobody worse at comedy than you, sir. Care to comment? You know, the, the greatest compliment is being a comics comic. Yes, it's true. Oh, Comedians wow. do not understand what the fuck you're trying to accomplish. 
care to comment. It's one of those things where, you know, any idiot who goes and does an open mic calls themselves a comedian. Whether they did it once, whether they want... I know people who wanted to do comedy that never did it that still call themselves comedians. You're talking about Patrick Michael now? No, I'm talking about another guy. Subjects. Another guy that one of these days, like, we'll do personal trolls. We'll do creepiest personal trolls, and oh. I'll give you mine, and you do yours. That could be fun. Okay. I call Kevbot. Um, <laughs> That's not fair. Just kidding. He's listening. Is He's he, watching he live watching right, on now. YouTube right now. Hi, Kevbot. Hey, Kevbot. He named his dog after you. He got a dog just to name it after you. I saw I think. that. Uh, Carl, right? Yeah, Carl. Carl. Oh, boy. Yep. Okay. To hang out with, with Kitty Paulino. <laughs> yeah. Kitty Paulino <laughs> needed a friend. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should encourage this behavior. Right? All right. All right, so that's what I got. Tom Myers, vote for me at thecreepoff.com. Because Vinny thinks he's going to win this week, so we need to deflate his ego a little bit. What do you well, got, kids, I'm sorry for the length of this episode, but we're going to learn a lot together today. My creep, creepiest restaurant worker, his name is Paul Foodie Futenhauer, which is... Uh, That's his uh, God-given name. Huh? Uh, P-H-O-T-E-N-H-A-U-E-R. He's one of yours. What? Isn't that like Why did I say German? God-given? God doesn't give people names. What am I That's talking true. about? Uh, well, he's originally from, I believe, like Scotland or something. Okay. But uh, he is an author and currently a chef in the Bay Area. Okay. Uh, he has penned not one but two cookbooks about how you can mix your or your lover's semen into your daily diet. Oh, boy. Wait. For real? For reals. And in people, fact, there's an audience for In this. fact, Carl, there's an article on Snopes about him because so many people did not believe that this is real. But it is real. Uh, you know what this sounds like to me, Vinny? Some are honest, some deranged stories that are very strange. Hot takes! <laughs> no, we're new. No, it's hot takes. <laughs> I'm taking it back. All right. Okay, so he he wrote his first book cookbook, Carl. Would you like to guess the name of his first uh, semen cookbook? Uh, come to Dinner? Nope, nope. That's a good one, though. <laughs> he named it Natural Harvest. Okay. A collection of semen-based recipes, and he followed it up by Semenology, the semen bartender's handy book. I feel like this guy and that flute guy from last week who was jerking off at all those girls' flutes should get together and make it put together a whole performance. You can have dinner. You can watch some music. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's available on Amazon now <laughs> for twenty two forty nine. Wow. And uh, here's just a, uh, a little bit <clears throat> of the... Uh, Vinny, how the fuck did you find this? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm very curious what you Googled to find this guy. So, you know, we're looking for creeps, restaurant-related, right? So yeah. I was trying to think what would be the creepiest thing somebody could do, and I thought it would be putting semen in food. So I Googled semen chef, and bingo! That's That was where your mind went to? No wonder you're better at this game than I am! Well, I what, would never what's think creepier? of that! <laughs> I would like to read the dedications. Uh, this one is from his book, Semenology. Okay. <laughs> I dedicate this book to all my enthusiastic fans that have supported my efforts to continue the promotion of semen in the kitchen. This book is long overdue. Thank you for the support and patience. And a special thanks to Rickard Gagner, whose well-developed semen palate was invaluable in the test kitchen. Oh, boy. <clears throat> all right. That's right there. That's actually from the book. It's uh, on the Amazon look inside. You can see it. Can I suggest that perhaps that should be the creep? The, <laughs> the, official, the official taster uh, of this fucking guy's cooking? Here's the official description of the book. Semen is not only nutritious, but it also has a wonderful texture and an amazing cooking property, like fine wine and cheeses. The taste of semen is complex and dynamic. Did yeah. you know that? I only I only drink it straight from the tap. <laughs> <laughs> What do you got? What are you playing over there? Oh, just a little. <laughs> Let's see that dick. Ah, oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, the taste of semen is complex. Semen is, quote, inexpensive to produce. Well, that's true. And is commonly available in many, if not most, homes and restaurants. Jeez Louise. Despite all of these positive qualities, semen remains a neglected as a food. Now, because it's not a food, it's, it has a very specific purpose. And it's not nourishment. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. But people do swallow it all the time. That's so 
you know, it's a good point. Here's the thing about this guy. His bio and his background is very well hidden. Like his name's on these books. The books are real. It blows my mind. But they did a an interview with him. And I have a clip from the interview. Uh, he was asked how he came up with the idea for doing this cookbook. And he says it started when he took a new job. Okay. Pig Mama says to me, this is not WNBC. <laughs> it is WNBC. <laughs> WNBC. And I was not saying the call letters right. It's a big problem. So in order to rectify this, yes. I brought in a cup of Blackswell semen. <laughs> semen? I'm going to gargle with this and say the call letters over and over again until I get it. I told you I came prepared today. Yep. No pun intended. Eh? Eh? Our friend here, Foodie, has a YouTube channel. Okay. Full of his wonderful recipes. Okay. And I would like to show you a video. Uh, one of his recipes. <laughs> this is for a very special dessert, Carl. Why did I agree to do this show? You know, when you asked me to do this show. Why'd you make me listen to Todd Myers, asshole? Yeah, good point. All right. This is my chocolate peanut butter semen dessert. It's really easy to make. Just crumble some uh, peanut butter cups. Finish it right there. You're good. You got it. For a minute or so. No. Now, you notice there's uh, two little cups there. Oh, oh, God. Then you add some uh, vanilla custard. Yep, you add some vanilla custard. Just enough to make it feeling nice and smooth. Okay. Mix it all together. <clears throat> yep. And then you add okay. semen. Okay. I always add it all at once. And it doesn't really matter if you use fresh semen or frozen semen. Yeah, both this guy's a fucking creep. <laughs> All right, so can I just make a point here? Uh, sure. If you you could put anything in with those other ingredients he just showed, and it would taste good. That proves it's not a good. It, it's not a good ingredient for food if you have to mix it with nothing but sugary deliciousness. Now we're gonna get to there in a second when I show you his next video. Uh, but hold on a second. Right. I want you to see this. This is uh, this is the part that creeped me out. Let's drive it. Listen closely. I'm excited when I made this video. So I uh, couldn't quite pour the chocolate sauce on as gracefully as I had thought. I got excited uh, while making this video. So he's jerking off the other hand because you only see one hand. Yeah, this. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but he's all flummoxed. And like he's spilling chocolate sauce on the side of this fucking yeah, yeah. thing because he's all fucking hot and bothered. Yeah, okay. Making his Reese's Cup dessert. Yeah. That's from his um, his food cookbook. How would you like to learn how to make a macho mojito. This is from my latest book, Semenology. This drink is called the Macho Mojito. For those of you watching at home, there's a uh, an empty cup and then a little, what would you call it, like a cognac glass? Yeah. A uh, quarter filled with semen. Yeah. And now he's squeezing limes and the sugar. The semen looks neatly poured, too. Yeah. It's not like it's dripping off the side or anything like that. I don't know how he got it in there. But. Yeah, no hairs either. That's impressive. <laughs> Must use a manscaped lawnmower 3.0. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just now he's dropping in the the stuff. And I'll tell you what, I'll do you a favor. I'll fast forward it a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I, I we'll think get I to know the what's gonna happen. Well, here's the thing, Carl. You can't just put the cum in the fucking drink. You can't. No, you have to make it a little See? fancier. See, it shows what I know. So here you go. What Pay kind attention. Of mixologist am I? Pay attention. I'm I'm watching. And then we gotta add some powdered sugar to the seam. Okay. You gotta put powdered sugar in. Tiny bit of powdered sugar, and then whisk it nicely. This is on YouTube. This is on YouTube. Oh wow, this! Oh, fucking gross. He's whisking with an electric whisk. Yeah. Semen and powdered sugar. Yeah. Uh, what are, what are we doing now? Is he tasting it? He's tasting it, isn't he? A little he? more powdered sugar. Oh my god, he just fucking tasted it. <laughs> I squeeze it myself. Oh, oh my god. It needed more powdered sugar, Carl. Oh, of I'm making you watch did. this. Of course it did. I wasn't going to make you watch this, but then you brought in Tom Myers, so of fuck you. Of course it tastes. Of course it needs more sugar. It's fucking semen. <laughs> it's not going to taste good. You fucking idiots. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. So then, what you do is semen over. Then you just pour the powdered sugar cum into your oh, regular that is mojito. Oh, pour! Ah, oh, he's gonna scrape it in. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Is, is he gonna get a milk mustache after drinking this? Oh God. He didn't even stir it in. It's just. 
Oh, fuck me. Oh, God. Oh, and you know what? This is our, this is our worst podcast for people who just listen to the show. This is all, these are all visual. Yeah, so you probably so should watch it. Sure. So uh, that guy is a creep. Yeah. I will give it to you. Yeah. He's what creepier he's, than Tom Myers. Well, is he the worst comedian ever? <laughs> I mean, but no, my guy is probably the worst restaurant worker ever. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, Jesus Christ! Hey, Vinny, we get any voicemails uh, this week or anything? Carl, we did. Oh, good. We did. In fact, um, we got a call in from one of our good friends that we haven't heard from in a while. Not imbecile Wilhelm. Oh, it certainly is. Oh, I love imbecile Wilhelm. He's in yeah. the he's in the subreddit too. He's great. Yes, here we go. Here's that uh, imbecile. Imbecile here. I have called to put in my two cents as my greatest knowledge is of virtue and honest dealing. Vinny is a cheater. Yes. Boom. His point should be deducted. Agreed. Gerrymandering, all <laughs> rigging, and other evil doings. And to prep boy Rick, you imbecile. Half of the towns and cities in New York are named after Native Americans. This is Perhaps true. you've heard of the Mohawk yeah. River. Yeah. Oregon! 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Yeah, uh, that was a uh, callback to our caller last week who did not like the way we pronounced the name of his state. I have to say, Imbeciles is starting to get a little smarter. He's starting to make some sense all of a sudden. I think he... Let's deduct some points off of Vinny's total, people. No, I disagree because... Gerrymandering. Hey, Carl. My least favorite Jerry. Carl, you could try to throw stones at me, but the jig is up, motherfucker. What do you mean? The jig is up. You're caught. <laughs> you are caught red fucking handed. What did I do? Cheating with your fucking bot farm. And I can prove it. Okay. Hi, this is Tom from uh, Global Bot Farms. Yeah, I run a bot farm. And uh, I'm, I'm reaching out for a Carl Hamburger or Carl Asperger's. I can't really read the notes on this account. But uh, it, he's delinquent on a payment for 50 online votes for something called the Creepoff. Yeah, just, just tell him to call me back. We'd really love to get him those, uh, those illegal votes so he can... <laughs> Win some weird podcast? Yeah, call me back. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> oh, no. You goddamn cheats. Oh, you don't say. All right, I do say. Me, give me the number off the air, please. Okay. So I can give that person a call back. And straighten this out. I, I'm not in touch with any bot farms. It's crazy. You ready for a scum parade? Am I ready for a scum parade? Hit that music. Let's do it, baby. Well, Hey, that tight ending, huh? You cleaned it up, baby. You cleaned it up, baby. Look at you. <laughs> and put in a little work in the jiggles department. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Ah, uh, thanks. So uh, we're to start the uh, we're going to start the scum parade down in Florida and work our way north today. Okay. Uh, this happened down in Key West. Robert Privet, a 49 year old South Carolina resident, was busted last week following an incident at a DoubleTree resort in Key West. Privet cops allege slid a tiny camera under the door separating his room from that of the victims, aged 24 and 27, two very attractive blonde girls. Yes. Uh, Privet began recording the vacationing duo after hearing them return from the beach last Wednesday evening. After returning to the room, the younger woman was standing naked in the mirror, and she was apparently sending selfies to her boyfriend, as whores that hang out in Key West do. When the second woman exited the bathroom after showering, she noticed a long black cord that appeared to have a camera on it. Yeah, it wasn't coming, so small that you couldn't see it. Right, coming from under the conjoined room's door. <laughs> uh, police reported as the object was slowly scanning the room, the older woman yelled, What is that? That's a fucking camera. While the woman was still frantically pointing at the object and yelling, the device was suddenly retracted under the door. Can I make an observation on this article? I think the creep is the person who wrote it. There's so many unnecessary details. It says things like, he observed the bikini-clad women and 
taking a naked photo for her boyfriend and joking about having seashells in her vagina. I jerked off three times in this article, Benny. Yeah, I know. It was hard it's, to finish. It's, it's ridiculous. None of these details are important. The guy took pictures of women who are attractive and naked. There is a detail that I really, really enjoy in Which this. Which was that? So, obviously, he hears these women. He pulls the thing back. He knows the jig is up. Yeah. Uh, one of the victims said she heard someone from the other room run around frantically and slam a door. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! She's out! <laughs> it's just like, I gotta go by! I have an emergency. I gotta check out. Like this guy fucking bolted. Yeah. But he didn't go far. They called the cops. Yep. Uh, the cops show up and they start questioning this guy who was in the door, you know, in the room with the fucking adjoining door. Yeah. Uh, and he said, oh, they were yelling and screaming. I thought they had a bug in the room or something. Right. And then the police described him the longer they kept him there as uh, anxiously sitting and he began to sweat. Then he reportedly confessed after the cops uh, interviewed him again. Privet said that he had first placed the camera under the door earlier in the day when he heard the girls in the conjoining room, uh, asked how he used the camera to spy on people, how many times he'd done it. He said he's done it 10 plus times over the past year all over the country. Yeah, he travels all the time for work, and this fucking idiot says, oh, yeah, yeah, I do this all the time. Um, the answer is, this was the first time I've ever done this. I just bought the thing. I just bought this. I don't even know how it works. I don't even know if this worked or not. I, I was mean, like, I wonder if this would fit under the door. I didn't I, know they were in there. Just playing with the spatial relations. I wasn't sure what was going on. I don't care if there's 20 flight logs of you on the Lolita Express. The answer to the question is always, this is the first time I've ever done this, officer. It's never, yes, I've been doing it all over the country. Correct. He's fucking moron. Now, here's the, my favorite part of the story. Second favorite part. Yeah. Uh, he is a defense and space contractor headquartered in North Charleston, South Carolina. The arrest report identifies Privet's employer as the U.S. government. Yep. There it is, folks. The smoking gun. <laughs> the government is spying yes. on us all. Well, only the hot ones. Only you the hot ones. Nothing to worry about. So uh, we're I've never seen a camera slide underneath the door of my bathroom. I can tell you that for sure. No one's looking for that footage. Don't sell yourself short. People, Kev Bot would tip you two bucks for the film. Kev Bot would give me two bucks. Okay. Uh, we're going up to Toronto. A 74-year-old Misa Zwaga man. I don't know how to say this. Apparently, it's part of the uh, greater Toronto area. He is facing more than a dozen charges relating to women discovering used condoms tied to their cars and parking lots in the city over the past two years. Is there anything worse in an article than the term used condoms? I don't want there to ever be an article written about me that includes the terms used condoms. I wouldn't have found the article if I couldn't find that in the Google search. <laughs> yeah, you got a Google alert set up for pizza and used condoms. And sometimes it's the same article. And Steven. No, the... Uh, so hold on this guy was taking used condoms and tying them to cars 74 year old man yeah now what i find interesting here is the term tying them to cars wouldn't you think it would just be more of like a like a splash them on the back windshield i almost the way they described it i don't know what it actually looked like i was picturing almost like a used condom parade going down the street they're all tied to the cars <laughs> floating around people i thought candy to children you know how most cars have like that little nub for an antenna up on yeah, the top yeah, now i was thinking he like tied idea. it to there so it looked like a davy yeah. crockett coonskin cap just kind of hanging down <laughs> that's what i mean like that could be fun yeah it'd be cute yeah until and you try to take it down and when you're done playing with it you could bake dessert with it. There's a call back to your creep who was using semen. To Too it. soon. Okay. <laughs> to date, nine women have come forward after an investigation. <laughs> it wasn't that bad a line. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Good one, All Carl right. Myers. Oh, you fucking asshole. Peter Melagos was arrested on Monday and charged 11 counts of mischief. In fact, I'm naming this episode Carl Myers. <laughs> Two counts of criminal harassment, one count of committing a decent act, and one count of voyeurism. Uh, he's been released on the promise to appear in court on September 18th. How the fuck do you get off by putting a used condom on a chick's car. He's 74 years old. I bet you he thought, like, when his 20s, like, you know, it'd be funny if I slapped one of these here rubber bags on the side of this here trolley, whatever the fuck they had. <laughs> so you're just chalking it up to, he's 74. He wanted to fucking have age. some fun. That's what people his age do. 
I just no, don't know that many guys. That's that what age. he does because yeah. that's what he wanted to do. And he's a creepy fucking guy. He's a creep. Yeah. So uh, here's the thing: if you're up in the Greater Toronto area and you know anything about this. Please call the police at 905-456-5840. Yeah, and if you, if you want to correct us on how to pronounce where that was, too, please let us know on that as well. No, if we don't care Toronto about your area. thoughts. So uh, I have a video for our next creep, Carl. Yep. This one's fun. A woman from Youngstown's west side can never have pets again. Tiffany Riley pleaded guilty to bestiality and animal cruelty. Prosecutors had brought charges against her after seeing pictures of her engaging in sex acts with a small dog. Riley was given 90 days of house arrest and a $750 fine. She must also have a mental health assessment and counseling. House arrest? Where do you think the dog fucking The creep is the judge. The creep is the judge. (laughs) What do you mean house arrest? House arrest for 90 days and a $750 fine. You go home and you stay with those dogs and you guys work this out. And I'm not going to lie to you. It was two Shih Tzus. That yes. she was playing with, and those are the sexiest named dogs. I don't think it said it in that uh, video, but in the article, it said that they were looking for evidence. The house is now burned down. Yes. Th- so what the fuck else was she hiding? Did you she ever have- try to get dog cum smell out of your house? <laughs> burn the house down. Dude, there are Al-Qaeda sleeper cells that don't feel the need to burn the fucking house down to hide evidence. What was this woman up to? The legal requirements should have been burning down the house while she was on house arrest <laughs> inside of the fucking thing. Let the dogs Agreed. fucking watch and then piss on the ashes. Agreed. Uh, so that was uh, Tiffany Riley. What a dirty, dirty, Ugh. dirty gal. Uh, it really didn't explain what she was doing, but these are... All right, I don't want to talk about it. Move it so... On. We only have one more creep today. Good. I'm only doing one more creep. Uh, you're, you're skipping um, the Nazi couple? Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. They're all over the news. It's not fun. Well, you know what? It's funny, though. The, in that video... All right, look, real quick. I just want to describe this. because the Minnesota Nazi f- couple. Yeah, they're, they're wearing masks with uh, swastikas on them. Yes. And, the people- and I'll put money on the fact that they're probably not the only people in the Walmart that have swastikas on them. What's great is the person who's filming is obviously a big history buff. He keeps yelling, we fought a war with the Nazis. I'm like, we did? No one no one ever talks about that. What, what war are we talking about? This guy must be a real, he goes real deep with history. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. we fucking know, dummy. We get it. Yeah. But the other thing that I wanted to point out is um, Wheel of Consequences. Yeah. We have to go into a Walmart no. wearing a swastika face mask. Actually, you know what? Add it to the wheel, Vinny. What are you, pussy? Nope, I'm not. But I will I will add something to the wheel right now if you're into it. What's that? I got an idea. So uh, look on your screen. Okay, hold on. Here it is. Okay. Loser has to buy a signed copy oh! of Semenology. <laughs> the Semen Bartender's Handbook for $100. Yeah, I like that. That's funny. And proudly go out in public and be seen reading it. Oh, well, yeah. I'm you have to go to a coffee shop or something. Just sit there <laughs> That's funny. Okay. And read it. Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll pose like uh, a Ghislaine Maxwell did when she was at that In-N-Out burger with the book <laughs> right next to me. That'd be fun. We'll set up a whole photo, sh- or photo shoot. Okay. Yep. yep. I like it. All That's right. Funny. Semenology autographed copy <laughs> going on the creep off board. Also dinner at um, Meyer's Restaurant in Baltimore. By the way, those fucking score. dummies, the, the Nazi people, yeah. their whole point was if Joe Biden is elected, we'll be in Nazi Germany. Yeah. That was the point there. I guess they were trying to make. Do they not know he was the VP for eight years? Some serious mental illness. I mean, going you know what? I don't even know if that was mental illness, but I think like a quick cover story is what I think that was. No, no, we didn't mean it. Like, oh, you Man. don't like these? Uh, we don't like them either. We also hate them. Yes, yeah. we think Joe good, Biden will good point. make us all that turn into a, what's on my face. Uh, <laughs> that got very confusing to me. I'm like, what are they talking about? I agree. Very confusing. <laughs> all right. One more creep. Final creep. On July 21st, 2020, the Clark Sheriff's Office was made aware of a posting on social media displaying a photo of an adult male in a kneeling position with one knee on the neck of a two-year-old child. Oh, wait a second. So now two-year-olds are passing fake 20s? Crime is fucking rampant in this country. It's out of control. It's getting crazy out there. You gotta keep punishing them until they learn. No more fake 20s at convenience stores. Fucking these kids <laughs> passing around the fucking playpen. Think there's no consequences <laughs> to anything. <laughs> we're we're going to get kicked off of YouTube. This is the statement from the uh, police department in Clark County. There was a banner containing language that indicated that the image was related to the ongoing racially oriented protests and other activities taking place in various cities around the nation. 
Two divisions of the Clark County Sheriff's Office immediately began an investigation and to determine the location of the incident and the identities of the individuals involved. They figured out who it was. Long story short, they found the mother and the kid, as well as the male suspect who was seen kneeling on the two-year-old's neck in this fucking image. Yeah. Uh, the male was determined to be on parole, yep. so he is no longer on parole. He's in fucking prison. Yep. And the mom had no goddamn idea that this happened. That's, ins that's an insane story. Isaiah Jackson. Right? Isaiah Jackson, 20 years old. Uh, detectives are continuing to investigate and are continuing to compile evidence related to several other persons who were directly involved in the incident because he wasn't alone in the room. There was a bunch of other people like cheering him on to do this. Uh, and it, it was, it's a really kind of disturbing picture. It is, yeah. Yeah, like it makes no sense why anybody would think that was a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But so, it does say in the article the child was hospitalized but was uninjured. Yeah. Which is like, so you just want it to be more traumatic for this kid? Now you got to go to the hospital too? Like, just let him go play or something. Like, what are we, what are you doing? Why do you go to the hospital if you're uninjured, Vinny? My experience is kids love to get thrown around. Oh, yeah. And they also love an overnight at the hospital. That's a lot of fun. That is fun for them it's and their stupid. family. So uh, that was this week's Creep Off. Make sure you vote for me and the, uh, the cum cook. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I should plug his website. It's uh, cookingwithcum.com. In case you were wondering, Carl, and you want to get a copy of the book. Um, nope. But okay. I'm sure I'll have to buy one soon, so it'll be fun. <laughs> Good. Make sure you vote this week to creepoff.com. If you want to leave a voicemail, 585-371-8108. Twitter at creepoffpod. And for those of you who've been participating in the voting, thank you. Yeah. Been a make lot sure. of voting lately. We appreciate it. Yeah. All your bots. And uh, please make sure, please make sure that you leave a, a review. Rate and review, please. Okay. All right. It's we nice we to sound be like a professional podcast now. Or it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gigia. Jesus Christ. But he's like, all right, we're done. I've had enough of you. Correct. Um, I got to look up that uh, YouTube link. Yes, you do. Let's see what's doing over here. I swallowed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe it? I love the taste of a man who got, 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 who